0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم جميعا أيها المستمعين والمستمعات Beloved listeners of Radio Islam International, welcome back to Hayatun Doeba with myself, Malima Shakira Hunter, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Alhamdulillah, I don't know if you can hear my voice, but the excitement is absolutely real today, and I have really not slept this weekend in excitement, alhamdulillah. Uh, Brother Zain Dika is joining us today, I don't think I need a long intro, and I am so, so excited and so grateful for him to join us today, you know, growing up. The only word that I can say and I can add, you know, is nostalgia. And that is what Brother Zaynbika brings. You know, it reminds me of days at home when I was my parents running around, singing the songs, and alhamdulillah, summa, al-hamdulillah I'm so grateful that now my son can do the same. Brother Zaynbika, Jazakallah khair for joining us today, and we are really grateful for your time. Ahlan wa sahlan well, wa marhaban bik. alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa
1: salaam. Thank you so much for the honor of being on your show today, and uh I pray that I can add value, inshallah, to our discussion
0: alhamdulillah alhamdulillah so i you know first and foremost before we we dive in the reason behind you know calling you on in that is that we as mums, there's quite a few of us that have been discussing this is that resources for our kids in today's day and age is quite limited if you go to an islamic bookshop you've got about 20 to 30 books to choose from and then you run out of your options you know and if you go on to youtube as well the, the the options are quite limited for halal good solid background that's the first thing and then secondly, you know, if there are things available, the kids are bored. They don't want to be go onto it. They don't want to be there. They don't want to see it because the colours not good. It's not you know done. It's over pixelated, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. And Alhamdulillah, I must tell you, our house just echoes with Dara and me all the time, and it's it's lovely. It's really lovely when you hear it. The, the, the song is so upbeat. The colours are so vibrant. It really you know adds a value to the space. And as my husband says, doesn't tie his tire his brain out. So before we you know move into this interview i wanted to you know, ask you from this point of view was there a very intended process of saying you know what the way we were making um videos in the past and the way we're doing it today there has to be a difference
1: absolutely and i think the word you chose was so uh, applicable in terms of being intended or intentional um so so as an as a, a person who, who doesn't do this full time so uh, singing and writing songs and and making these videos has always been a, a just a hobby of mine and alhamdulillah you know with my father we've had other businesses, and so i, I never had the uh, burden of making a living out of this so because i know many of my friends they, they do this for a living so it's difficult to to always keep your intentions pure but alhamdulillah i've always i've always looked at it as a hobby so then right. because studios is a work uh, which we formed uh over 10 15 years ago alhamdulillah so everything right. is that, that that we produce whether it's a song or CD or video or a book or an app, is all part of the wakaf and, and inshallah, I feel that you know the, the, the whole purpose of the wakaf is it is, can be a it can continue beyond one's lifetime. And inshallah, if the if the intentions are pure, we can we can gain you know we can gain the and, and the khair from from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala if we do things the correct way, inshallah. So, but but having said that, it was always dependent on me as a person. Uh, finding the time to write the songs and then yes. releasing it every two to three years. But then I realized with the first, like, really very, very popular uh, nasheed we did, which was Allah Made Everything, I realized there's such a great potential of making kids' songs, uh, appealing appealing kids' songs with nice videos that are educational and inspirational at the, at the same time. Uh, so I realized that, we, as you said, we've got to be more intentional because I can't just do it every two to three years. And on an album, for example, I have um the more sort of mature sounding songs or maybe mature themes and then once in a while there's a, a very specific kids song so i decided a few years ago that we've got to be a lot more intentional so we we, we divisionalize zain bika kids and we said let's let's start positioning it and the reason why we chose Dada in me was just because i became a Dada.
0: Mm, and then, so,
1: i mean so the moment you become a grandfather or grandmother you just your life changes and there's so much joy and and love and just your heart expands. So I decided, let me rather, firstly, become more intentional, so make the intention of that I want to produce these songs for kids every single year and, and and maybe create a uniform theme. And the theme is very close to home because I do sing a lot with my grandkids, alhamdulillah. Mm, like and uh, and, then, and then just becoming more intentional. So it has been a, a shift over the last two years and uh, we are doing our best, it is very costly to make the, the animation. But alhamdulillah, the the, the response has been very overwhelming. Hmm. SubhanAllah.
0: The thing for me, you know... as you're saying it's a it's a close relationship but it comes across every single song and i and i see my son sitting and quickly goes and hugs whoever's close to him because it it you know it's bringing out this love so, and then with that there's a the sound of allah wants you to do this do it like that there's love there's kindness there's you know and i i love the the wording subhanallah so i i you know i've got so much i want to ask but inshallah let's go through so, it comes to the wording now and the animations is alhamdulillah we said it's quite intended but and I, I think for many Muslim creators out there, if you could give us advice, the wording is catchy. Is you know it's very succinct, it's very uh, short, punchy lines. And then for every subject matter that they do in makatib, whether it's akhlaq, whether it's the or your actual behavior with people, whether it's your akhida, whether it's your mudakkaratul iman, reminding each other. So how do you go about writing this, and what is the you know the thought process behind it?
1: You know, that's such a good question because we, these are the same questions we asked ourselves. What is our, what is our core competency and what am I good at? And, and Alhamdulillah, over the 25 years, I have become good at writing English based songs, which are obviously the language that I speak and Uh most, uh, most kids living in the West speak. So English based songs uh, thematically about our faith. So I realized, okay, that is my, Alhamdulillah, my core competency, and I've learned so much from working with so many people. So that's the one thing. And then the second thing is, I, I didn't want to delve too much into the how of of things, like the how to make salah or mm-hmm. you know very specifics. I always wanted to stay on the character building. Of course, we do have songs, for example, about salah, but it's it's more about the names, like we did the months in Islam so many years mm-hmm. ago. that teach kids the names, but we said let's let's focus on. Character building. So we looked at themes like cleanliness, like backbiting, like anger, like caring and and consideration, uh, appreciating our bodies. These are all very important things. And we've got a whole list of themes. And for the first time also, which, you know, generally my songwriting journey is a very lonely one. So Mm -hmm. I sit and I, and I, and I write my songs on my, in my own space, in my own time. But this time it was a lot more collaborative. So because we had a list of themes between myself and my team and other songwriters from from around the world. We said, look, let's, let's write a song, and then I would be able to adapt it into into a, a song because Alhamdulillah, I got that experience. But mm-hmm. it was their thoughts and their words which I used, and I also added my own words. So, and and I, I think that the 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 key thing that I really wanted to achieve is again, you know, based on my mentor, uh, mm-hmm. Dawood Wansbey. Me, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, uh, I mean, of course, Dawood is my age, and I was doing the songs here, and he's doing the songs in Canada. And what I loved about Dawood's writings is that uh, a child can listen to it and take certain meaning, but the parents or the adults listening to it, there's there's deeper meanings to all the songs, mm-hmm. and, and a parent can listen to it and say, Subhanallah, that's a hadith that's embedded in the song, or that's maybe something from Quran." And I mm-hmm. think that's what I really wanted to achieve. So even like the body song, for example, yeah. um, it's it's about where are your hands, where are your feet, but mm-hmm. the chorus of the song is really based on the hadith the prophet used to say oh oh allah you made me perfect and beautiful on the outside so now make me beautiful on the inside so we try Mm -hmm. to embed deeper messages so we're trying our best uh and we're trying to make it catchy at the same time Mm -hmm. but i think i think uh, the 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 key thing is looking at the the character building of muslims Mm -hmm. and whether it's as i said cleanliness or whether it's always speaking the truth or you know, never be doing any harm we're we also going to try to do something about the environment things like that so that's really the 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 purposeful intentional way that we're trying to expand on the songs to make them both educational but also fun and entertaining at the same time
0: Mm-hmm. So for all creators out there, our know, Muslim creators out there, we've got people writing books, we've got people writing, you know, songs and they putting things together. I, I have a, a, you know, a massive challenge where people send me things to edit and a lot of times I'm, I, I feel like this is not good enough. This is not good enough for us to put out there. What advice can you give for the process, the process of creating something that is going to go to thousands, if not millions, inshallah?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think from my experience is that um Look, the the, the the bar for Islamic content is low, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's because, not because of, of I mean, people love these songs, not because who makes it, but it's really because it touches, it in, taps into the hearts of people for the love they already have inside for the Prophet Salafiq was teachings, for our Creator. So anybody could be doing the songs and it, it touches the hearts because there's so much love in our hearts already. For our parents, for our grandchildren, for the Prophet, for our Creator. So any song that reminds our fitrah about it, I think we would love it. But therein, as you say, lies a challenge that we don't we don't want to just do things at a substandard level. But I do think the advice I would give is to firstly practice and practice and practice and don't just don't just if you if you make a simple rhyme. Sometimes it works, but sometimes it requires a lot of thought and you can work at it. And the, the more you try, the easier it will become. That's the first thing. The second thing is, of course, our intentions. We have to purify and say, oh, you know, we, we're doing this purely to, to please Allah and to try to make a difference. You know, the greatest joy really is when I meet a child and they sing one of my songs. Subhanallah, I feel, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like it's a miracle every single time, like. how did Allah allow me to be part of that like a little child's little brain beautiful brain Mm -hmm. and he's singing something that that I was involved in because I can't even say that it came from me but it's just Mm -hmm. like Allah just allowed me this this blessing and then the third advice is to work with really good people who are you know who are maybe better than you so let's say Mm -hmm. better at poetry writing or better at at singing or whatever and then you, you always push yourself to become better because sometimes As you know, it can be a very lonely journey. So I think to identify that there's a need out there, a huge need for for anything in the media, because our kids are being faced with so much negativity in the media. So to use the same uh, um, platforms, to use the same uh, mediums of song, of video, but in a very, very positive way, inshallah, to try to create, create an alternative, um, a clear alternative that's beneficial for them, uh, inshallah. And, and you, we are up against it, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> we're probably like thousands to one, thousands of, of bad videos and you know silly videos and things that give them no benefit at all, versus something that at least they keep, their heart can remember
0: Allah. That's yeah, so it's it's so inspiring listening to you and i'm i'm happy that our our listeners out there have got lots of messages on my phone please ask this, please ask that but you know the most important thing that i i really want to you know impress on our parents is that being very um, i think when we're choosing what to put our children in front of there's a screen okay just give them screen time we have to be very intentional of what they are consuming number one but number two how important do you think on your side for a parent to say, you know what, I want to, you know, curate that feed for my children. Do you think this is important in this day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I see it with my own children, but I also see it with my grandkids that sometimes they can just get lost in this, you know, scrolling or suggested videos or whatever is out there. And sadly, sadly, uh, majority of the videos may not be well-intentioned. And, you know, most of them, some of them, most of them are being produced by adults like me i guess and if that adult you know has a specific agenda or a specific point of view which may not be conducive for our faith then it's it's going to influence them so yes it is difficult i admit even with my own grandkids Mm -hmm. to try to contain and limit and and try to really see what they are are being exposed to and i always give my own kids the example i said you know our minds are like gardens and -hmm. fill it with beautiful wholesome things that allah will be pleased with because at the end of the day, we can also fill our minds with terrible things that will affect our mind, and even with my own children at night, I would say, "You know, I'm not taking the device away from you, and my kids are teenagers or much older, and i say I'm not taking the device away because I don't trust you, but I just I know that shaitan is you know always whispering and always telling you, and I want to remove the temptation away from you so that you're not faced alone at night." a device that can have access to anything and i just say that i'm I'm trying to help you with this journey because she can't whisper and i also tell them that look you know you really have to be careful that the more you consume the more your eyes consume it affects your heart even even though you may not think it so yes you know we can't impress more that uh, you know we tell our children that we know what they're going through but to be honest we don't this, this has never been so difficult for a child to grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've so many schools and I see, especially with young girls, the effects of uh, anxiety and stress and depression mm-hmm. uh, because of this, the world is telling them who to be, how to be. And, and, um, and ultimately, they, it's difficult to be a child these days. It's difficult. So we have to try to be close to our children and really keep the, the lines of communication, try to be non-judgmental as possible. We were all children, we all made mistakes and really keep our children close to us and hold on to whatever they're doing that's halal, that's a hobby, whether it's sport or reading or whatever, you know, encourage them. But it's a difficult time for for the parents and difficult time for the kids.
0: You know, on that note, brother Zinn, I wanted to ask you, I'm from among the confusion and chaos in the pain generation, right? <laughs> so I, you know, back to back knew their songs. So the, the, the people that you sang for at that time, and obviously the people that we, the generation today is a different, completely different generation. And um do you find that your songs sometimes speak to adults as well? Do you feel like they listen to your songs and think, you know what, this is something that actually speaks to me on a different level?
1: I am so blessed. You know, I, I, wherever I go, I see that you know the, the 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 young people who were 15 or you know 18 or teenagers, and now they are mm-hmm. 25 or 30, and they've got children of their own. And, mm-hmm. mashallah, you know, Allah has, has allowed me to be in the in your homes and in your cars, and mm-hmm. it's it's really it's not something that I planned for or that I could have, ever have dreamed of. So I feel so, first I feel so blessed that this has happened, and it. It also shows the power of the medium of song. I mean, ultimately, I always tell the young children yes. that that songs shouldn't be the end. It should be just a stepping stone to the ultimate source of knowledge, which is the Quran and, and the example of the Prophet ﷺ. So don't stop at the song. The song is just a stepping stone to remind our heart. But it, it's good for long journeys. It's good for... Making our kids sleep at bedtime or, you know, whatever occasion, happy occasion, Alhamdulillah, sometimes when we miss our loved ones, we, we, a song will remind us about them, but it should lead us to something greater. And, and I see that a lot of the young parents, like, uh, I, I I'm not too sure how many of the teenagers would openly say that they listen to me because it might be a bit embarrassing. But I know the young kids, for example, like under 12, they unapologetically would listen to my songs. And then again, Alhamdulillah, the, the young adults like the early twenties to to let's say thirty five that they are settling down they're becoming parents of their own, and they're finding value in the songs uh and which, which again I'm, I'm i'm really really grateful for and, and and again like as I said a lot of the times i sit, I sit back and wonder myself, subhanallah, how did all of this happen mm.
0: SubhanAllah, it's Allah's father, definitely, because the amount of change and impact, and I think that's the inspiring thing for me, especially for our listeners out there is that, you know, we, we tend to think that deen is only in a certain way, only we can only make a change through doing certain things. But when you look at the authors that are coming out, when you look at the songwriters that are coming up, when you look at the dynamic speakers, subhanAllah, the deen of Allah is something so vast and so beautiful, and we each have to find that little calling that's within us, and shallah, That we can create impact. Brother Zain, I know, I mean, I'm sure you have a busy, busy schedule, but I just wanted to ask from the mums. This is all from the mums. They've heard about a sleep and they would love to know more about it. There's not so much of information out there. If you could tell us a little. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I hope you can still hear me. My, my, my internet yeah. might not be very stable. But yeah, about the Sleepy Time app, I'm so, I'm so excited about it. I always wanted to create an experience uh, for our little ones making them sleep because it's a very special time. And uh, I, I made a song, how it all started, I made a song from my grandson called Sleepy Time. And then I thought, instead of just releasing a song, let's make an app. So we put the du'as, the du'as were originally recited by... Uh, Sheikh Ismail Lant from Cape Town, but, then I got a youngster to also recite it and mashallah, his voice is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we've got the, uh, we've got the du'as, we've got, uh, my songs, we've got some white noise, which is filled with vicar as well. So as the kids sleep and we want to put something on in the background, so we've got beautiful, like natural noises, like wind and waves and rain with some vicar as well. And the app is completely free on all devices, whether it's, uh, iOS or, or Android devices. And if you just search, Nippy Time by Zayn Bika, you can download it. All the songs are on there, well, all the, the nice kids' songs are there. We've got um, some of the videos, we've got the, 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 the du'as for bedtime, and then um, also some of the surahs that, that the kids, you know, can recite and learn. And then we've got this beautiful white noise. And I'm, I'm really happy that only we've had thousands of downloads around the world. Mm-hmm. And, alhamdulillah, I made it for free, so I can get the uh, reward, inshallah, and the reward. And, and, and any any parent can download it, and I'm really I'll be so honored if you can and use it in your home, in whatever way you feel, feel fit, inshallah.
0: Jazakallah so much there, brothers. May Allah reward you for your time and Allah reward your efforts. Accept them always, inshallah, make it a means of acceptance for your family and for your beloved grandchild as well, inshallah. Barakallah feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.
1: Wa alaikum, <laughs> assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh. Jazakallah khair. Wa
0: for listeners, alhamdulillah, you have been listening to Hayatun Tayyiba with myself, Malima my, my Shakira Hadda. InshaAllah,
2: we'll take a short ad break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum jami'an ayyuhal mustami'een wal mustami'aan. For listeners <laughs> of Radio Islam International, welcome back after that break, alhamdulillah. We have such a... Yes. alhamdulillah, and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us these opportunities to hear the thoughts of people and you know it's really amazing when you interview people when you get to know people, you find out how much of skill Allah has given and how much of you know subhanAllah ability he has placed within our minds to create to be creators, to be people who benefit other people subhanAllah um, this weekend you know on, on on Saturday alhamdulillah I was invited out here in, in uh, Amarantia I went out to the Colors of Hope program and Subhanallah, uh, you know I, I I spoke at this event, but at the same time I spoke to so many of the of the of the of the muallimat who are doing phenomenal phenomenal work. Subhanallah, like as I'm chatting to them, and I think this is so crazy and so beautiful at the same time. But every single person I speak to, you know. I've been teaching for so many years at the same time we're running this uh one 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 of the teachers said to me she said subhanallah she teaches autistic children she teaches down syndrome children and when you think about that you think about the fact that everyone's trying to you know do more than they can subhanallah they're trying to establish as much as they can and then you have other it's a, you know subhanallah working 10 hours 14 hours a day they are doing you know part of outreach programs one teacher's doing um she has her madrasa then the Same time, she has a soup kitchen. And and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, Subhanallah, you know, Allah has truly, truly, truly blessed us, and Allah has allowed us as an ummah, and especially here in South Africa, we have a phenomenal. You know, pool of people to pull from, to benefit from, to take our benefit from. And Subhanallah, we have to just look at each person like that. How much can I be of benefit to you, and how much can you be of benefit to me, Subhanallah? And every person is doing khayr in some way or the other. We might not be able to understand it. We not might not be able to see it. But Subhanallah, that khayr, that good that Allah is doing, is something that only He. In His infinite wisdom and mercy, you know, blesses us with, and we need to find these skills and use it to benefit others. So, all we were speaking about resources and the incredible, you know, importance of using and building our resources and creating Islamic resources for our communities. And Alhamdulillah, when we look at resources now, we want to look at it. You know, we were speaking to Brother Zain earlier and looking at it from different perspectives, but right now we want to look at it from the perspective of a mother, the perspective of a teacher. So. But when we look at Islam, first and foremost, what we have to understand is that the religion of Islam, religion of Islam, is a religious channel that allows us to do something quite important. It allows us to impart knowledge in a way that is beneficial to other people and also that has a last, a long-lasting effect. And I think that is the most important thing: is that it has a long-lasting or a long-term effect on our. On, on our children and on our homes. So when we look at this imparting of knowledge, right? So when you get to the level when you go to Madrasa or Darul Ulum, it's very easy for you to shut it. To say even if you are in university and you are listening, it's quite easy to listen to a lecture because you you are old, obviously. But when you take time to 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 learn the Deen of Allah as a young person, it's a very huge and a very massive difference because the way we learn and the way we uh, you know partake of knowledge is quite different. So as a mom, you might be at home right now listening to this program and you have young kids and you're trying to teach them. And I see this with my own children, subhanAllah. So the innovation that we have to get, the innovative methods that we have to get and we have to bring into our parenting is something that we cannot be lax about. Our first and foremost, we have to understand that our children are looking to learn every single moment of every single day. They want to learn. And because they want to learn, they are therefore looking for this in every single possible manner or avenue. And so they will take that knowledge from wherever it's coming in the most beautiful, fun, glamorous way that it is just coming to them. Now, you as a mom, you want to bring them to the deen of Allah. You as a dad, you want to bring them to the deen of Allah. Your responsibility is not then to say, Let me just get somebody and, you know, that person will teach them. No, subhanAllah. Remember, it's a 24-hour process for children. They are processing constantly. So they need to constantly play. They need to constantly read. They need to constantly learn anything. Don't they get tired of it? Why are they doing it so constantly? Why are they all the time, you know, in need of this massive stimulation constantly? And... The rule will be to each and every one of us is that Allah has made it that when they are young, they're soaking up the most. So this is the perfect time for you and I to use their minds and to allow them to soak in and to learn what is beneficial. So what we have to do then is we have to create, and I think this is the, the first step, environments of learning. And a lot of times our home is centered around a home of, okay, we've got toys. And yes, toys are important, but is my... Home conducive to learning, the deen. And what do I mean is that children don't only learn via oral learning. Children learn through looking. They learn through listening. And this morning, I was, you know, every morning we get up and we have something quite, you know, we love because we have a Spotify album, and on Spotify we have um, certain a uh, sheet and songs that you know we love and we listen to them every day, and what well, I've curated them, right? So what I've done is, is that I've I made sure that they are, it's a playlist that is for Abba, the playlist for Arwa, playlist that is has Quran in it, a playlist that has different elements that I know that I want to be part of their lives, right? And then I Okay. These are things that I like. These are things that I don't like. These are things that I really want them to know. And Subhanallah, there's one song that we listen to, and it's a, it's a, it's a few songs with, you know, one beautiful, beautiful method. And the method, is, the methodology behind it is, is that it's all about bringing Allah into into their day, day, day. So at every sentence, there's some form of the word Allah in it, and it's so beautiful. Now, it was only on audio, and I, yeah, I'm sorry, on video. And I want my children to learn by audio because I know that, subhanAllah, the more they listen, the more it stimulates the brain. And I've seen that with our life. We grew up with the radio. We had no TV. And I'm sure most of you at home, it's easy to take the children and prompt them in front of the TV while they watch and they just numb themselves up. But the reality is, if you put audio on and you put fun audio and you allow them to listen, they will play and they will pick up. And so these uh, these nasheeds that they listen to, Inshallah, one day we can play them out in the air. But Subhanallah, one of those nasheed is one of those nasheed is that is Yaraka uh, Rahman, right? And ar Rahman is the nasheed that says it's it, it, it's for the little baby to go to sleep, and it's for my for my little daughter as she sleeps, I put it on for her, and it says, "May you sleep in the protection of Al Rahman, the Most Merciful, Allah." and then, you, know, you protected with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the grandfather is holding his baby and singing this lovely song. And so we play it all the time. Whenever it is our bedtime, whenever it is, you know, we sing it. And she loves it. There's a baby gurgling and she always laughs when she hears it. But something that amazed me and why I'm saying this story is my son. This morning my son stood and he held his little sister and he said, ya May the most merciful of Allah, most merciful Allah take care of you, my little sister. And I literally fell in you know, I just cried and it was subhanAllah, the words that they are listening to has impact the words that they're listening to has so much of impact and this this is the second time this week i've seen this subhanallah uh, yesterday we went out to a beautiful beautiful uh place near the, in Midrand where they have fun play areas for the kids and they have uh you know halal food there and so the kids so they were playing and we just you know could rest a little bit out in some nature and Subhanallah! The, the, the song, you know, of Zendika's song, where he speaks about uh, the Fajr is the morning salah and Zuhr is the, is the midday salah. And I watched my son, subhanAllah, as the song was playing, he was busy playing with the ambulance and playing with all the different things. And I saw him stand up and, and going to Rukwa and going to Sajda. And all the other kids got up and they did the same thing. And I, you know, I, I, I was standing there thinking, oh my word, I wish I had just caught this moment. What a beautiful moment. But, it, it shows us the impact, doesn't it? It shows us the impact. What they're listening to is creating effect, right? So you as a parent, as a mom, you have to be vigilant. You have to choose. And don't Don't say, I'm not going to give them. What we have to do is, let's see what we're giving them. So one is the audio learning system. And then the other one is, how much visual stimuli do we have in our home? And what do I mean by this is that children are constantly spoken of things if you go to a library you'll notice that li- a library has a, a whole lot of information always on the boards always around them if you go to a school to find this always information because they are very aware that children might not stop to read it but as they are running down those aisles as they are racing around they are looking at what is on the wall and they are learning and this is important because You want the messages that you want for your children should be messages that are stuck up and around your home. And subhanAllah, I have, you know, spoken to so many moms, and the one important thing that we have to, you know, we'll put up the ABCs and we'll make sure that the one, two, three is on the wall. But the focus of Islamic knowledge, so for the younger ones, you want to put up colorful, important notices and charts. And subhanAllah, you want to make sure that what you have on there thing that is going to benefit them, aim and since uh, going to benefit them, and they're going to be, you know, cognizant of the information that's unloaded. So, it's younger kids, color must be important, vibrancy. What we can do is, we can put up rules of our home. We can put up. Uh, little advices to my little son. We can put up sunnah habits. If you have those little stickers where you put up into your home the du'as of every area and make sure that they are vibrant, they are colorful, they are reminders everywhere. Think, they are not actively stopping and looking at them, but they are passively taking in this information. In the same way that when you go to a place play store, subhanAllah, the play store always has as many, many things calling out to your children as Humanly possible, right? In every direction, there's always so uh, channel. There's like little stickers, there's little uh, directions which to toys and this, this is and everything is, is geared to calling their attention so you can spend that money and they can buy it. Now, when it comes to your home and you are you can you can do audio, which is what we spoke about. Then your visual, which is tough. And what you have to also consider is that when they are younger, when children are younger. Subhanallah they can you know they want the colourful, vibrant charts, the ABCs and Alifans. But we often think that once they become teenagers, this doesn't matter anymore. But the reality is it's from the time that they are nine to fourteen to fifteen, that you need to have beautiful things on your walls so that they're constantly reading them, constantly you know, taking in all of this kind of positivity. So a good thing would be then to, you know, write out the Sahaba's names, write out their stories, write out, for example, you know, different beautiful hadith. So we always encourage people. And if you look at the homes of the pious, they always have a And what is a loah? A is a board where there's always a hadith on that board. So if you have a home and you want to take back the sort of understanding, how do I make my children learn the deen of Allah? Get a lovely white board, stick it up in your house make sure that you have some kind of information of being on that board. If you you know, have a little hadith, you have a little inspiration on your fridge, not the same things. You're constantly taking into consideration that if I just have something stuck there and they're going to get tired of that eventually, so what I have to do is I have to make sure that I have new information, I have lovely information that's for my bigger children, a challenge, and at the same time, subhanAllah, I'm updating it, so that they can, you know, constantly take it in. I know I used to do this out in in Venezuela, I used to do this in my classrooms. Uh, so the, the kids used to come in early and I had a massive, massive, massive board. So what I used to do is to print out these, did you know little, um, you know, cards and I would stick them on the board. So when the kids came in, the first thing they would go was, go to the board to see, did you know? So the first thing was there, the answer. And then one thing would do is, when the children coming in from the outside, those children coming in from the outside, they would run and they would race and say, you know this? And taking the information from the board, running out so that they could be the first ones that have that knowledge. What is this telling us, beloved business? It's telling us that our children are hungry. All children, Allah has created them. That if you look at your own life, what you know and what you retain is what you've learned in this time of your life. Now, children go to Maqrib, they learn, alhamdulillah. But our homes have to be homes where we are developing children who want to know more, who want to learn more, who want to create fun ideas. Now, As a teacher of deen, subhanAllah, inshallah one day we'll get to do a huge uh, you know, topic of this, but... Your classroom is an entire learning tool. Every single thing that's on a wall, that's that's stuck on a wall, that's, you know, subhanAllah, everything that's on the board, every part of it, every moment is a learning moment. Therefore, if you have the correct things up, not just shoved everywhere, just, you know, used. with So much of intention, and what is the intention? The intention is how can we ensure that our children are, taking in the words of deen. And I and I always, you know, give this beautiful example that when I go to for Umrah, alhamdulillah, you know, on your way, you see those signs that say, say subhanallah, say allahu akbar, say alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, uzukur allah, remember Allah, immediately it pushes you to do exactly that. As soon as you see that sign, you are immediately saying, subhanallah, you are saying alhamdulillah, you are saying allahu akbar. And, that is exactly what we are saying. That when we are creating resources for our children, whether it comes through our flashcards, whether it comes to the, what's on their walls, what they are listening to, what they are seeing, we have to ensure that these things all are connecting them back to Allah, connecting back to Allah. That even what the anashid that they are listening to is it making them say the word Allah, so that the zikr is becoming part of their life even if it's coming in different avenues. And then we come on and we move on to something quite important when it comes to resources of teaching our children. And that is, you as a mum or you as a dad constantly saying the words. You are the greatest resource for your children. Subhanallah, your children benefit, they learn, they memorize, they understand, they get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by what they hear coming out of your tongue. And this is why it's so important that when you are speaking, you're sharing your stories, sharing anything you listen, you share with you children, creating this environment of, well, I've heard this and this hadith, not sort of, you know, lecturing our children, breaking them down, trying to get them to do things, and they don't want to do those things. Our focus is the complete opposite. Our focus is, how am I, how am I building the iman of my children? How am I? Using the street force that I have, and that is that children will never ever repeat what you are saying to you. But to, to you. you say to them, "Tell me what I said." Now they keep quiet. But Subhanallah, five, ten days later, they will tell you exactly what is it you said to them. And that is a key. It is a key in understanding that most of the mashayikh, when they were young mums and their dads were taking time to read. If you know a dua, read it aloud with them. If you are putting on, you know, as they're getting done, Allahumma, bika aspahna, wa bika nahya, namut, When you are cooking your food, when you are getting into the car, at every moment you are the resource. Your children love listening to what you are doing. They pick up even though you might not even realize that they're doing this karma, whether it's your toddlers, whether it's your teenagers, whether they are things you your face or not, you just constantly reiterate this. Right. So coming back to, you know, we're speaking about creating resources. It's important. It's important that as a mom, we think to ourselves, what kind of books are my children reading? What kind of uh, you know, Subhanallah. What are they? What are they taking in as they're reading those things? And what benefits? What lessons are they taking in? It's not wrong. We grew up reading different books, but the whole focus must be, Ya yeah Allah, how much of this is impacting the deen of my life? How of my child? How how much am I taking the understanding that my child, Allah has given an insight. And when you, as you were saying earlier, when you go back to your life, you might have picked up so much as an adult, but what you know as a child is what you hold on firmly, right? So it's creating a learning home. And that is, I think, something that is the biggest, CIFR, the biggest quality of a Muslim home. It's a learning home. And what we tend to do is, as as I would say, as in our culture and <laughs> it, we focus everything, everything is focused on, did my child eat and I didn't have their snacks. and It's it's really important, they have to eat healthy. We have to make sure that they eat. However, however, subhanAllah, they just like their bodies need food, their minds need nourishment, their souls need nourishment. And it's in understanding that these resources that we give to our children, these opportunities that we give them, and when I say opportunities, I don't mean spending money. I mean taking time, valuable time from your schedule and incorporating that making your home a home that has beautiful moments of learning, subhanAllah. And I, I'm i just, you know, at the moment, subhanAllah, sitting and making beautiful, beautiful chats for my own son's room. And this is what, you know, it really inspired me because I, I went to the local mall and I was looking, looking for an ABC or looking for something to put up in his room for him. He had and every single one of them has some picture on it. It has some murid on it. And I thought to myself, I, I can, why, not, why not make it yourself? Why not make something that can benefit him, subhanAllah, that can change and can allow him to learn? And that's what we've been doing. And now the focus is, and this morning, <laughs> you know, they are sitting in the room, getting everybody together. They got up. And this is what, you know, makes me so happy. And they got up and the first thing is touched the, 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 the wall that has the dua on it. And this is, You know, their understanding of what I am trying to do and what I'm asking Allah to make us all able to do in our home is attaching. I wake, attaching meaning to the deen through fun ways. So the the, the little big picture next to their bed has the, you know, the sareeer, has the bed there, has the Allahumma bika bika usahina, alhamdulillahi lallahi Ahyana, The du'as are all stuck. there. So in their mind, every morning, that's the first thing we do. We touch the picture and then we say those du'as. So this morning, that's what they wanted to do. And subhanAllah, the listeners, like that. We create, what do we create? We create an environment where our, our children are constantly saying to us, what are they saying to us? Only I want to learn. Abi, I want to learn. We create this environment of adults who want to learn. And we don't say to them, go to your teacher to learn. We say, it's okay to find knowledge wherever and however you might find it. SubhanAllah, it has been a beautiful, beautiful show today. And I'm so grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to have hosted. Brother Zayn Bika, and I hope I was incredibly excited, subhanAllah. We grew up with the sounds of him in our home, and I'm sure most of you as well. And just as he was speaking to us and telling us about giving and using our skills, I'm motivating every one of you out there, inshallah. Let us all take the time to use what Allah has given us to benefit this mubarak and blessed being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have all been listening to Hayatun Sayyiba with myself, Malima Shakira Hunter, and I thank you all for your time. I make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects all the people who are suffering because of the incredible rain that we are currently going through in our country. May Allah make it easy for the people in Newcastle, Ladysmith, there there's so many. Those who have been going through difficulty because of the earthquake as well, the cold they have been feeling, may Allah ease their pain, may Allah make it easy for them and replace for them better than that which they have lost. Grant them the ability to make sabat. And we ask you, our listeners, don't forget the Muslim Ummah in your dua's. Please remember myself and my family as well. Barakallah feekum. You have been listening to Hayatun Tayyibah here at Radio Islam International. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.